This episode is brought to you by Plant Life Nutrition. Plant Life Nutrition is Vancouver's first fully vegan nutrition store. So Shauna, how did you first get the idea to make it a fully vegan store? I just decided, you know, I like being able to walk into a store and not have to like pick up labels to read every single ingredient or with supplements sometimes you even have to call the company to find out you know where are they sourcing the l-cysteine or the l-leucine like these are amino acids that can sometimes come from animal products with supplements and natural health products it can be a little bit tricky to navigate what's vegan and what's not so I wanted to have a place where someone who was vegan could come in and not have to worry about like reading labels. So what you're saying is you've done all the homework for them. Pretty much, yes. And I only bring in products that I would personally use or have used with my clients. So I'm really picky about what we bring in the store. So everything in the store is Shauna approved. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, that is the most important thing of all. (laughs) So win-win. Win-win. You can follow them on Instagram at Plant Life Nutrition. That's where they'll post about new products or nutrition tips or any upcoming events. You're listening to Vegan Boss Radio, a show for vegans by vegans. We'll be talking about everything to do with living that vegan boss life. And we need a good ending. Yeah, we need a good ending. I don't know how do we end this shit. Enjoy the show. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode two of Vegan Boss Radio. We are your hosts, Megan Barker and Shauna Barker. Today's episode is about what? Soy. People still have concerns about the phytoestrogens that are in soy, so I wanted to clear up some of that misinformation that's out there about the genetic modification, so it is one of the main GMO crops. What does that mean for us as vegans? And the main concern we hear is, does it give you man boobs? Yes. From guys. Yeah. And basically, they are misinformed when relying on bro science. Bro science. Bro science. Yeah, which it's is really not too true. bad. <laughs> because if you look at the biochemistry and the science, um, it really tells a different story. So we're going to get into some of that today. Let's I even have soy. like a lot of studies um, pulled up that I'm going to reference throughout our episode today. So... Should we just get into it? Where do we begin? <laughs> so I think we should start with like the phytoestrogen part. Okay. So phyto just means plant. Estrogen um, is a type of hormone. Phytoestrogens are very different than mammalian estrogens or the estrogens that are in our body or a cow's body, for example. Um So it acts very differently in the body, um, mostly because of the structure. So the structures are not exactly the same. And then how it acts in terms of the different types of estrogen receptors in the body. There's actually an estrogen receptor alpha and an estrogen receptor beta. 
And whether a phytoestrogen or a mammalian estrogen binds to those different receptors, the outcomes are very different. So for example, in the breast tissue, if a mammalian, like our actual estrogen or estrogen coming from animal products, if that binds to ER alpha, estrogen receptor alpha, that has a proliferative effect. So it's going to cause cell growth. So that's why like that can lead to breast cancer, obviously, um, uncontrolled cell growth. So you get the tumors forming. And then when beta receptors are when estrogen binds to the beta receptors, it has the opposite effect. So phytoestrogens are actually referred to as CIRMs. CIRMs. <laughs> CIRMs. So that stands for selective estrogen receptor modulators. So phytoestrogens, the one in soy specifically, it binds to that beta receptor. So it actually has either a neutral effect or an anti-estrogenic effect. Interesting. So completely not what we hear in like a lot of the mainstream kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's way too much information for me to memorize on my own yeah. for trying to explain to people. I just know it doesn't cause <laughs> yes. man boobs and I know it's not the bad kind of Just remember CIRMs. CIRMs and <laughs> really what I'll just do is make people listen to this episode. Okay, yeah. Anybody refer them should, to yeah, the episode. Refer to the episode. <laughs> Because you sound super smart, and there's no way that I could repeat all of that. Yes. Well, I also have a lot of this information on a blog post. So if you want to actually oh. have uh, the links to the papers that I'll be discussing today, we can... What's the blog post called, though, just in case? Uh, what's the deal with soy? And it's on synergynutrition.ca. What's the deal with soy? Yes. Maybe we could even call this episode. Yeah, we what's could. The deal with soy? What's the deal? Is it bad? <laughs> Um, so short answer is no, it's not bad. Um, what about, cause I hear people say it's not bad in small amounts, but you have to be careful with how much you have. Is there any truth to that? Or can you break that down for us with your scientific brain? There is, um, so there are two studies and I think this is a lot, um, this has a lot to do with uh, the misinformation about it causing um, too much estrogen in men. So there were two studies where the men were consuming over 12 servings a day of soy, and it had an estrogenic effect on them. Okay, but that's so rare that people that would be eating 12 is, servings a day. Yeah, that's not recommended. And the cap is even at like five servings a day. Okay. I would even cut that down to one to two servings a day. Yeah, that's what you've always told me. Yeah. To just like, you know, not so, have it at every meal exactly. every day. Um, the study with the five servings a day, it wasn't even about the estrogenic effects. That was to do with its ability to increase IGF-1, so insulin growth factor 1. That causes growth in our cells as well. Um, that's what's really increased by cow milk and like other animal products. But soy, when you, we start having five plus servings a day, it can have that effect as well. So what you're telling me is all the guys out there who have been concerned about getting man boobs mm -hmm. and not wanting to eat soy, but then they're like downing cow's milk 
they're actually consuming the very thing that is causing, could be causing the problem. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot to do with uh, the individuals, like hormone balance, their microbiome, their adrenal health, their stress hormone, um, what else they're eating and drinking. Um, but that kind of makes sense if you think about it. You're literally drinking the fluid from a cow's titty. Yeah. And not it's worried about that. It's very hormonal fluid. But then you're worried about a plant. Yeah, like breastfeeding as an adult from a different species, no less, you don't have an issue with, but <laughs> having so, like some yeah. some bean juice. <laughs> That's, yeah, it just shows, you know, yeah. how people just get used to something yes. that no longer seems strange. Yes. So we have to remember there's actually three types of estrogens. There's the phytoestrogens that we're talking about in, from soy, um, there's a few other foods that they're in, so we'll mention that um, a bit later on. There's the mammalian estrogen, so that's the actual, when we think of estrogen, that's what we're referring to, is like mm-hmm. the estrogen made by a mammal. And so animal products all contain this. Dairy is especially high, um, and there it's even high in a compound called estradiol, which is, you can think of it as like a super potent estrogen. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like this very concentrated source of estrogens when you're consuming milk, like cow milk. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Because it's actually coming from a, a mammal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the third category we call xenoestrogens. These are the environmental endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. So endocrine disruptor is just a term used for something that can disrupt our hormone balance. So we call them endocrine disruptors. Um, the xenoestrogens, they're found in like plastics, um, pesticides, personal care products, cologne. Wasn't there a really good documentary about that called the Disappe- the disappearing male? Yeah, it might even still be on YouTube, or they may have um, a website. I haven't watched it for years, but basically, um, they were looking at like the amphibians and like fish and other animals. Um, in environments where there was like a lot of pesticide runoff Mm -hmm. and there was like a high concentration of these xenoestrogens and just how that the effect that had on the animals like the the frogs and the fish and stuff um so yeah that was really interesting so we know that those estrogens are super strong that's what we want to reduce our exposure to if we're worried about having too much estrogen in our body so that mammalian estrogen the xenoestrogens those are a cause for concern. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Complicated, it sounds complicated. <laughs> I mean, when you really get into it, um, there's so much that that doesn't get talked about. Yeah. Like when someone hears like, oh, soy is bad, it's going to give me too much estrogen. They don't know that there's two types of estrogen receptors. Yeah, there's so much more like, to the story. So much more to the story. Um... What about, I heard something about beer, something hops. Yes. What about that? So hops is a plant. It's used, it's used in herbal medicine. Like sometimes they'll put it in formulas to help with sleep or uh, stress. So it does have like a sedative effect. Um, But it's also in, in beer. 
So especially the IPAs um, Mm -hmm. are super high in hops. And the phytoestrogen in hops actually binds, like it prefers to bind to the alpha receptor. So it can have a pro-estrogen effect in the body. So if someone, if there's a guy out there that won't drink soy milk or eat tofu, but then is drinking IPAs every weekend. Listen up, boys. That's what you want to be mindful of. Okay. So, I mean, alcohol, regardless of type, decreases testosterone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the high hop beers have this secondary cause for increasing estrogen at the same time. Crazy. Yeah. So the thing to keep in mind is, you know, be mindful of your xenoestrogen exposure. So these are the environmental estrogens. So pesticides, plastics, personal care products, household cleaning products. The list goes on and on. Basically (laughs) everything. Um, Cut out dairy. We don't need it. We're We're not not baby cows. (laughs) We're not baby cows specifically. Um, And with soy consumption... Please enjoy it. It's a super high-protein food. Um, There's no reason to avoid it. Just don't have, you know, 12 servings a day. So that study Keep it to one or two to be on the safe side. Even, like, one. Like, the thing is, back when I first went vegan and even vegetarian 25 years ago, 26 years ago, Everything that was a meat or dairy alternative back then was soy-based. Right, that's so a good point. So it kind of was a bit easier to overconsume soy back then. Now we don't have that problem. So with soy, I have tofu. I eat tempeh. Um, I use What's, tamari, but okay. I'm not having soy milk, soy cheese, soy yogurt, because right. that will add up. And it also decreases the variety of other foods that a person should be consuming so if you're having like soy replacement foods for breakfast lunch and dinner and even like soy protein isolate protein powders in your smoothies that's too much and it takes away from variety of your diet overall noted that's important (laughs) yes so now we don't have that problem because they're even like making some tofus now out of pumpkin seeds which is pretty cool oh that's not that i'm like anti-soy um at all but I just I'm a big proponent of variety and Mm -hmm. the more plants that we can eat on a daily basis the healthier we are because it feeds our like our gut microbiome which thrives off of these the fibers found in plant foods so variety is really important Um, I did want to go in briefly to discuss the the two studies that I mentioned where the men did have a feminization um effect from having the 12 plus servings of soy a day okay um so one was a 60 year old man he was referred to an endocrinology clinic for evaluation of bilateral gyno (laughs) gynecomastia so man boobs (laughs) um (laughs) um, he also reported erectile dysfunction and decreased libido On further review of his systems, he reported no changes in testicular size, um, no history of testicular trauma, no STDs, no headaches, no visual changes. So everything else, like, seemed to be okay when they ruled that out. Um, But what they did show that he was drinking three quarts of soy milk a day. 
So That's I don't know how many liters that is. I can't do the conversion, <laughs> um, but it's but a it's lot. It was about, um, it's considered like 12 servings a day okay. of soy. So he cut that out and like he stopped doing that and it went back to normal. So I wonder why he was drinking so much. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd like to see a comparison where the man was drinking three or how many quarts did I three say it quarts? was? Three quarts of cow milk a day. Yeah. Like, let's see how, what happens to that person then, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it wouldn't be ethical to do that to someone. Yeah. But um, or if cow. someone was doing it already, are yeah. you out there? Let's test your uh, They probably genes. won't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> probably not. A show probably for not. vegans, by vegans. <laughs> um, and yeah, the other um, case study was someone that was uh, having about like 14... Um, servings of soy a day and then in comparison um there is an article in the Fer fertility and sterility journal so it's titled soybean isoflavone exposure does not have feminizing effects on men a critical examination of the clinical evidence so conclusion i'm just gonna I'm, i won't read the results but i'll just read the conclusion quickly the intervention intervention data indicate that isoflavone, so that's the phytoestrogen compound in soy, do not exert feminizing effects on men at intake levels equal to or even considerably higher than are typical for Asian males. So take-home message, you know, one, two servings a day is fine, no more than that. Definitely not 12. <laughs> Definitely not 12 servings a day. You're not going to quiz me on all this later, are you? Yes. <laughs> to join the vegan club, for real, you got to... It's going to be a quiz, vegan jeopardy. Pass the quiz. <laughs> and then, yeah, how much soy is too much soy? I mentioned the IGF-1 factor, so that just increases um, growth of our cells, which can play a role in the, uh, the risk of our cancer, of cancer developing. Um, so that was capped at like five servings a day. Okay. So that, I mean, I don't know why you would be having that much anyways. Like I mentioned with like the oat milk and almond milk and hemp milk and hazelnut yeah, milk. So like many different we options. don't have to have soy milk and soy cheese and soy yogurt and texturized vegetable protein. That was yeah. a big one. I don't know if you remember, you were really young, I think, when I went vegetarian and mom would buy those big like dried bags of TVP, texturized vegetable protein, which is like pro soy protein isolate, basically, and make like big batches of chili with no, them. No, <laughs> I do not remember Okay, that. well, that was like gross. a staple for a while. So shoot, it's a powder? <laughs> it's like, like powder. It's dehydrated little, like when it's cooked, it looks like ground beef, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. What brand was it? It like it was in the bulk section at the health oh, food store, basically. Weird. Yeah, that's some OG that's old shit. school <laughs> vegetarian shit right there. <laughs> yeah. So, are there any other final thoughts on this whole soy estrogen concerns? Well, just about the decrease in testosterone and the increase in estrogen from drinking milk. So there's from drinking cow's milk. From drinking cow's milk, yes. So I'm just brought up a study on PubMed here. It's called Exposure to Exogenous Estrogen Through Intake of Commercial Milk Produced from Pregnant Cows. 
Basically, the conclusion says the present data on men and children indicate that estrogens in cow milk were absorbed and gonadotropin secretion was suppressed, suppressed, followed by a decrease in testosterone secretion. Mm. Um, So sexual maturation of prepubescent children um, could therefore be affected by the ordinary intake of cow milk. So a lot of people are suggesting that girls who hit puberty earlier and earlier and are developing earlier and Mm -hmm. earlier it has a lot to do with the estrogen intake from the dairy that they're eating crazy that's not good no um and i mean if soy had a strong estrogenic effect, we would see studies linking it to increased risks in mm-hmm. breast cancer when it actually has the opposite. So this is another really? study in PubMed. Um, a vegetable, fruit, soy dietary pattern protects against breast cancer among postmenopausal women. So this has a lot to do with the affinity that the phytoestrogen in soy has for that beta receptor, the one that has like an anti-growth effect of mm. breast in breast tissue, which is going to be protective against um, the risk of breast cancer. Interesting. Okay. I um, really feel like I can't contribute very much to this conversation. <laughs> I can only say interesting. Interesting. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> that I had no idea. Um, other things to keep in mind, men and women who want to keep their hormones balanced. Um, I talked about the phytoestrogen, sorry, the xenoestrogens coming from uh, pesticides, for example, and all, like a lot of other man-made um, chemicals. So all of these endocrine disruptors. There's a study linking fish consumption to lowering testosterone in men. And that's oh, because, no. yeah, it's like the, the, these endocrine-disrupting chemicals get into our water systems and it just bioaccumulates in fish flesh. That's terrible because... So often, fish is the last thing people cut out Mm -hmm. on their journey to veganism, or people will be mostly vegan, but they still eat fish. Well, they'd be mostly plant-based. Or yeah, (laughs) mostly plant-based, but But still still eat fish. fish. Or they're they're pescatarian. Or pescatarian. Yes. But it sounds like that actually isn't... Well, just with how polluted are the fish's living environment is now. And a lot of these chemicals are fat-soluble, so they bioaccumulate in flesh. So in the fat, in the flesh of animals, and in this case, the study was looking at fish. So So you're not in the clear if you've cut out meat, but you still eat a lot of fish. Yes. I mean, depending on where it's coming from... It could have varying levels of these xenoestrogens. Okay. So just something to be mindful of. I mean, if you're on your way to being more and more plant-based, that is great. We support yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, definitely great. But, but something just to keep, to keep in mind. Just to keep in mind because, uh, like, you won't hear about that. Mm-hmm. You, you usually hear, like, fish is the healthy option. Oh, I just eat fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and people feel okay about that. So Okay. Just make sure you know that when you eat fish, you're eating whatever was there, whatever they are eating, and whatever is in their environment mm-hmm. that they live in. 
Okay. Anything else about soy? What else have my brain people hurts. asked you about? <laughs> my brain hurts, Shauna. When I listen too long, you oh, know so no. much information. Hang in there. <laughs> well, maybe just about the GMOs. What about the GMOs now? What, GMOs are bad? You're going to tell me GMOs? <laughs> you know this. I know. I know. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so GMOs, we will do a whole episode on that. Um, but soy is one of the main uh, genetically modified crops. Um, but, this is a big but, all of the GMO soy is... It's mostly being grown, well, in the States and in the Brazilian, what used to be rainforest, but they're clear-cutting it now. But they're growing it to feed the animals. Yes. The GMO soy is being fed to the cows. Right. So when you hear people say, actually, it's soy that's destroying the rainforest. Yeah, it's soy for your burgers. Yeah, soy (laughs) for your cows that you turn into burgers. Yeah. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) And and I mean, if you're buying tofu and tempeh at the grocery store, like, you're getting, if you're someone who's, like, on to this already and concerned about your health, you're probably getting the organic soy anyways. Yeah. And if something is organic, they cannot use um, GMO seeds. So don't panic. It's organic. Don't panic. It's organic. (laughs) Okay, that's a lot of um, really helpful information. Well, I just like to talk about the whole story because people just hear these little like tidbits of information and... That's so true. This was a big one to unpack, so thank you if you're still with us and listening. Um, I'm glad that you go so in-depth with your topics um, because it is important for people to hear the whole story and not just parts of it. Um, Joe Rogan should actually listen to this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Come listen be on our us. show. Be on our show. We'll interview <laughs> you. We'll school you with our vegan nutrition yeah. knowledge. <laughs> Sometimes people have like an allergy to it. So in that case, you don't want to have That's it. different. That's totally different. Um, you can be vegan and not eat soy as well. So it's, they don't have to go together. Um, there's just no reason unless you're allergic to avoid it. Okay. So focus on organic, focus on like the whole food sources, not the isolates. So when you're getting your vegan protein powder, I mean, there aren't a lot of soy based ones on the market now anyways, but look for, um, like the pea proteins and the brown rice and the quinoa and the pumpkin and hemp. So there's lots of other protein powder sources out there now and focus on diversity yes and maybe instead of using um like if you have one favorite soy product like I really like soy cream in my coffee okay I just really like the thickness so then maybe if you're a sucker for the soy coffee creamer then when you are doing smoothies use almond milk yes exactly um or substitute in other areas so that you're not getting too much soy exactly Word. Yeah, so don't be afraid of it. Um, and it doesn't give man boobs. It doesn't give man boobs, but a lot of other things that you're probably doing already <laughs> will. Um, so just some some food for thought there. Some food for thought. <laughs> some soy food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's pretty good. 
Yeah, that was a lot. Um, If you have questions, please feel free to email me. Yeah, actually, I really want to encourage our listeners, all five of them, um, to... Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically just our family. Yeah. Um, Our listeners, if you have questions or topic ideas, I think it'd be really fun to read emails from people once we get enough of them. Um, If they have any questions or stories or comments... So, for anybody who wants to do that, our email address. Yes, our Vegan Boss Radio. (laughs) My turn, your turn. My turn, your turn. We're tired. It's time to end this. Um, Email us at veganbossradio at gmail.com. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. And tune in next week because we will have our first guest, our first interview. We're going to keep it a secret for now. You won't want to miss it. Stay tuned.